the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-hosts, Mark Honf and Nam Phan of Pacific Private Money. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during the show. That certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco. And one of Marin today's trivia theme is entertainment. Uh, guys, it's really kind of interesting out there in the real estate market with this coronavirus. What's the latest? We've been kind of following this up week by week. Well, the latest is almost, you know, day by day. And, and when you say the real estate market, you know, so we talk a lot about real estate here on the best of investing and really there's real estate issues and there's mortgage issues and financial market issues. And really um, here at Pacific private money, we live in the universe of, mortgage, financial markets, uh, and real estate, of course, because we're lending on real estate. And, you know, it's really interesting what's going on. Um, I check my LinkedIn feed out fairly regularly, and I've got over 5,000 contacts, but I limit my contacts really to only people in the real estate, finance, and mortgage industry. So when I go through my LinkedIn feed, what's great about it is I see a lot of uh, good articles, good posts, good comments. Uh, but I'm also seeing things like a lot of the people in, say, the mortgage industry who have been furloughed or laid off who are looking for jobs. Uh, I'm also seeing commentary about lenders, uh, both uh, or mainly in the non-QM space, who have completely frozen their businesses because they're not able to unload loans that they've closed recently. So, one of the things that, that happened in the financial markets, in the mortgage markets, and so when I say financial markets, I'm not talking about the stock market. I'm talking about really the, the mortgage sector of the capital markets. And what happened is, is that um, most lenders in the non-QM space, and non-QM is basically a non-agency, non-conventional, kind of a near-prime loan. It's, it's the loans that mostly self-employed people have to use because they don't quite qualify for the prime bank financing, so they, get, they pay slightly higher interest rates, and they call that the non-qualified mortgage market. Well, most lenders in the non-QM market, or I should say most originators, they put these loans together and they bundle them up and then sell them to Wall Street. Well, guess what? Wall Street stopped buying all of those non-QM loan products 
And so you have these companies that are sitting on hundreds of millions of dollars worth of loans that they have to offload off their credit lines. And so they're suddenly in default. And so we have this liquidity crisis going on in the uh, non-QM lending market, which is part of the alternative lending space that we talk about a lot here at Pacific Private Money. Now, contrast that with private money or hard money, which we do here at Pacific mostly. And because we rely on individuals, many of whom still, you know, want to earn, uh, you know, seven, eight, nine percent on their money, they're still eager to make well-secured uh, real estate loans to allow their capital to be, be part of uh, well-secured real estate loans. So you see a lot of LinkedIn feeds where private lenders are saying, hey, we're still in business. So if you've got non-QM fallout or bank fallout, give us a call. So that's kind of the, you know, so the, the week for us at Pacific has been actually pretty manic. Nam and I probably have had uh, two of our busiest weeks back to back while we've been uh, sheltering in place <laughs> at our office, by the way, we're, we're like not letting anybody in, but you know, we've got a half staff here at our office in downtown Novato, but the last two weeks have been probably the busiest two weeks we've ever had. Not necessarily because we're doing more loans. We're doing about the same number of loans because some of the loans are falling out in our pipeline and others are coming in uh, on a daily basis, but it's just, there's so much other manic activity that's happening in the market. Like, borrowers calling us up and saying, hey, I can't make my April 1st payment. And then those private lenders who invested in the loans uh, that we did maybe several months ago or six months ago, and, and they're calling and going, well, what happens if the guy doesn't make his, uh, his interest payment? So there's a lot of babysitting going on that Nam yeah. and I are doing right now. And, no, no, you guys and, uh, look pretty rested, though. I'm looking, I'm watching uh, the yeah, yeah. You guys look really rested. We're recording this on Thursday afternoon, and I am I'm I'm really bummed that the uh, it's supposed to rain again this weekend because I just feel like I've done absolutely nothing but sit at my desk for two straight weeks. Yeah, or sit on my couch at home. Yeah. But uh, like Mark was saying, I'm, I mean we're fielding a lot of calls from former you know um, AEs with non-QM lenders who are saying, hey, I I still have borrowers who who need. Uh, alternative finance, uh, I'm no longer an option for them. My company isn't. So can yeah. you guys, are you guys number one, are you still lending? Uh, and thankfully we're saying yes to that. And, you know, private lending, hard money is, is actually probably the strongest um, segment of alternative lending right now. Well, let me ask you, are, um, these, but, are, a, lot the, are, are a lot of these transactions uh, brand new or are they ones that were, let's say, started in late February and just had a fallout and so you're picking up from there? Both. Both. You know, maybe last week and the week before. They I were don't know if any of them are brand new, though. Wouldn't you say that a lot of them are, they're, they're new in that they were engaged with another lender yeah. and then that loan fell through. Like anybody that That's had a commitment from a non-QM lender basically got a call that said, Sowie, yeah. and then uh, and then now they're calling us. <laughs> well, yes, absolutely. But we're also getting new loans coming in, not necessarily from referral sources, not necessarily from non-QM, but um, borrowers who are coming needing a loan for the first time. So, so are, and, are, and are they coming direct, or are they coming th uh, through your normal referral sources? Um, both. 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 They're coming. Uh, some coming off the website. You know, some people are coming because said, you know, I, I have a business and I need to uh, possibly pull some cash out of my home to keep the business running. And those are new. Um, and then there are some who were in the middle of a transaction with uh, 
with a non-QM lender who have come to us and uh, said that, uh, you know, I, my uh, my non-QM lender has pulled the rug from under me and I needed an alternative source. Wow. So. All right, guys, we are going to cut to our first commercial break. Uh, the trivia theme is entertainment. So here's the first question. What song earned Natalie Cole and Nat King Cole a Grammy Award in 1991? The first caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate. Yeah. Uh, that is uh, call 888-912-1190 to answer this question. Uh, Nat King, what song earned Nat, Natalie Cole and Nat King Cole a Grammy Award in 1991? You guys remember do, they did a duet and – I, if I, I, remember I do, and I'm, just, I'm searching on. my brain for the song's name. Yeah, so he had passed on, and they just kind of uh, meshed it together. All right, stay yeah. with us. You are listening to The Best of Investing. We are going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The Best of Investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Nam Phan of Pacific Private Money. Our first trivia question was What song earned Natalie Cole and Nat King Cole a Grammy Award in 1991? Unforgettable. That's right. Very good. Uh. If I remember correctly, <laughs> Nat King Cole. My bad, Nat away. King Cole. Yeah, he had passed away, and uh, the you know the people who do this computer generation, whatever, melt melted the two uh, voices together. Yeah, so, for the time it was really clever. Nowadays you can do anything. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Fifteen <laughs> twenty years ago, it was like whoa. Two years from now, Mark will be uh, performing in Vegas regularly. <laughs> How'd you get your start? That's well, funny. It was during the coronavirus. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, uh, Mark, continue on. You got a, a few. Uh, uh, well, Nam had an article he was just going to share. Yeah, and you know, this is from uh, Dr. Chris Thornburg with Beacon Economics. He's somebody who we follow closely. We, we listen to, and you know, he's a very level-headed economist, and uh, his insights are really um, uh, ones that we like to look at because it goes beyond sort of the mania that uh, and the headlines that you see in you know mainstream media. So this is his report from, I think, earlier this week, the age of the coronavirus, economic turmoil expected through uh, second quarter, spring 2020. Um, he goes, he starts off by saying, just how much of an impact the uh, coronavirus will have on the global U.S. and California economies is a monstrously ominous and looming question now facing government leaders, businesses, individuals around the world. The uncertainty surrounding the spread, containment, and recovery rates of the disease and the extremely fast-moving nature of the events makes estimating the direct economic impact of the pandemic close to impossible. You know, just a few weeks ago, uh, he had a report, you know, saying that, gosh, there's all of this um, hoopla about that we're in a recession or that we're in a depression. And he said, you know, hold on a second. The fundamentals are, are still really, really strong. What will, what will sort of determine whether or not it's, it actually turns into a recession is, you know, how long we're in a shutdown. Yeah. yeah, and and what's interesting is, um, and again, let's bring this back to um, you know investing and real estate and mortgage investing. You know, we're feeling a lot of inquiries from our clients, from our investors, 
some of them are pulling money out of our fund, although very few, fortunately, um, but more than average. And, you know, whatever you want to believe, whatever kind of person you are, and you know who you are, right? If you're, you're one of those doom and gloom kind of guys or one of your tinfoil hat wearing kind of guys in, in your belief systems, um, you're going to find all kinds of articles to support uh, the, the idea that this is the worst thing that's ever happened in the history of Earth and, you know, it's going to be way worse than anybody. I mean, just, just complete and utter, in my opinion, nonsense uh, being written by anybody who um, and everybody because there's so many people that are just sitting at home with nothing better to do but to write inflammatory uh, posts. And I just don't see, first of all, in, in California, let's, let's just keep it local. You know, somebody this morning told me, well, what are you doing about the fact that real estate prices are, 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 are already down and, and maybe down 20, 20% in six months? And I just, I, you know, where do you get that information? Uh, real estate prices haven't gone anywhere. Um, it's way it's too low, number sold. one. And, <laughs> right. And, and next, and when, when things open up again, so it's, it's April, it's, it's early April, we've got four more weeks of, of sheltering in place, and then, uh, and then hopefully sometime in May we're, we're, we're starting to kind of restart things again. But, you know, you think that California home sellers who know that home inventories are at all-time lows and uh, yeah, yeah, fewer people now are, are going to elect to buy their next home. A lot of people are going to decide, well, it's not going to happen this year. We'll wait till next year. But I don't see home sellers lowering their prices. I just don't see it happening. There's, there's not the, the metrics in 2008 and 2009 were so much different uh, than what we had now, including the fact that we had overbuilt a ton of subdivisions. There were these yeah. empty subdivisions with unsold homes all over California. That ain't happening today. Those don't exist. Um, and we still have fire ravaged communities where the home inventory has, has yet to be replaced. So I just, I'm sorry, there'll be pockets in California where yes, the prices will go down, but overall in California, I'm feeling pretty bullish about the collateral, uh, the loans that we've made, at Pacific Private Money, and we're servicing over, I think, $165 million worth of loans right now, all secured by real estate, most of that single-family residential real estate in, in California. I just, I don't see a situation where we're facing uh, underwater loans. Will we be face, are we facing challenged uh, borrowers who, who may struggle with their payments for the next couple of months? Absolutely, and yeah. we have uh, a plan to deal with that, and we've enacted that plan already uh, this past week. But you know, I just don't think there's any evidence other than mass hysteria to suggest that uh, the real estate, you know, when I, when I, I saw an article about a real, you know, the, the bubble has burst. Really? <laughs> you're an idiot. You know, I'm sorry. You don't know what you're talking about. Well, well, you know, there's no bubble and it hasn't burst. Well, here's the other thing, too, is that Pacific Private Money is not a, you know, federally chartered bank. So you don't have to follow specific rules with regard to deferring payments. I mean, you, you might want to do it right. because it's prudent, whereas some of the big banks, they, they're legislated that they have to do certain things to, to work with the borrowers. So again, you'll, you'll do the prudent thing. The other thing is, um, you know, from, uh, uh, you know, other experts have also said that this situation may be more of a V than a U, meaning, yeah, it may go down sharply, the economy, but as soon as this virus thing is over, it'll just come right back because, like you said, the metrics are not showing that there's uh, a 
that we're in a bad economy. I like I like the V model versus the U model. Absolutely, I'll take it all day long. You know, Chris Thornburg also said, you know, essentially California's hit one big pothole in the road, <laughs> and, yeah. and you know, and the 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 lost output from Q2 um, can be made up in Q3. So there's there will be pent up activity um, because of this pause. Uh, that um, it, which is part of his reason why he's saying, you know, if if there is a recession. Or a temporary, um, you know, they put the pothole. It can be made up later in the quarter, or later they, quarters this year. Yeah, if you think about, let's say, restaurants who have had to lay off fifty or sixty people, as soon as this thing is over, those people theoretically should get rehired. I mean, why wouldn't they? Unless they suddenly turn yeah. the model into a, uh, a a to go model, you know, where people, some restaurants are open where people can just collect uh, uh, their food and go. Right. Right. Look, look, there's there's no doubt that there's going to be a record number of bankruptcies, both business and personal, like we've never seen before in the coming months. That that's a given. But with those bankruptcies are going to be, you know, people rising like Phoenix from the ashes. Um, and because of technology and, and what we have in place and the opportunities, I just I, I think it's going to be a quick bounce back. Yeah, because this is nothing like 1918 the Spanish flu because they didn't have the Internet. People could still work now. Some people, they couldn't work back yeah, then. Okay, uh, second trivia question. We're cutting to another commercial break. Which actress won an Oscar for her performance in the 1998 movie Shakespeare in Love? For all you romantics out there, call 888-912-1190. First caller with correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate, which they're probably closed right now, but I'm sure they're going to honor it for a year, so it'll be fine. I'll need a tan after this. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Again, which actress won an Oscar for her performance in the 1998 movie Shakespeare in Love? Stay with us. You are listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown, Mark Honf, and Nam Phan. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Second trivia question was, which actress won an Oscar for her performance in the 1990 movie Shakespeare in Love? Yep. Gwyneth Paltrow? That is correct. Holy oh, good guess, now. Founder of Goop. Founder <laughs> of Goop. Goop? Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, okay, no. Um, so, you know, Pacific Private Money is kind of a major sponsor of the show. Uh, it's you guys. Um, what do you guys do for, you know, tell us, I mean, we're talking about loans, real estate and all that. Uh, you give us a deal of the week. So kind of give a little backstory as to, you know, why do people need you? Yeah. So I'm mean, Pacific private money. Uh, we're private lenders, alternative finance lenders on real estate, uh, mostly residential real estate, but also some small balance commercial. Uh, we do ground up construction as well. We lend throughout California to borrowers who come to us for, you know, a myriad of reasons. I mean, whether it's, they, you know, they, they need money quickly, which is, you know, one of the main reasons why people go to private lenders. Um, and it's just less onerous in terms of paperwork uh, and a number of other reasons, too, which we'll highlight later. But uh, the deal of the week for this week is actually a borrower. Actually, you know what? The, during, the, the, during the Great Recession, a lot of people 
uh, opportunistic investors, people with capital, really jumped on the opportunity when things like this happened. So um, this past couple of weeks, we had a borrower come to us for uh, needs for several properties. This one is one in um, Mendocino, where he was purchasing a property valued at $2 million, and the loan amount was 1.1, so it's 55% loan to value. And uh, Mark, you have some insights into this borrower and what he was planning to do with this. Well, this was one that isn't as uh, common as it was 10 years ago, but it was bank-owned. It was owned by a major bank, and there was litigation involved, and the bank got to a point where they just wanted to dispose of the property. And so this uh, opportunistic uh, entrepreneur was able to convince the bank to uh, sign a purchase and sale agreement selling him the property at basically 50, 50 cents on the dollar. Now, the bank didn't know this. They, uh, I guess they were, they got their own uh, 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 price opinion. And of course, the bank never sent anybody out to actually look at the property. So it's one of those situations where they just didn't really know what they were, uh, what they were, you know, getting rid of, so to speak. So it was one of those where we, we provided 100% of the purchase price financing. He bought it for 1.1 million. We, we lent him 1.1 million. Um, but we had two uh, strong broker price opinions from local brokers that actually put the likely value of the property in the low $3 million wow. um, uh, with some, you know, replace the carpet and paint, some lipstick remodel, replace the appliances, that kind of thing. Um, but regardless, we said that it, it's at least worth two million. And so at that, we figured we were at a very, very strong loan to value. Now, a guy like that can't go to a bank. It just, you know, a bank today, I mean, only private capital, only the, 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 the private slash hard money capital lending environment is, is going to take uh, that type of uh, loan request under consideration um, where, uh, because they just, you know, the banks, they're just not equipped to understand the story because they really don't lend that way. They lend based on, um, you know, a certain amount, a certain percentage of the purchase price. So again, just an opportunistic one that again, like I thought, I thought that was a uh, fairly unusual. It was, I was, I was actually surprised to see one of those because we hadn't gotten one like that quite that juicy in some time, but that was almost like, the rule of thumb when we were doing loans back in uh, 2010, and part of me wonders, um, you know, if uh, uh, if there is uh, in certain pockets in certain communities uh, a, a decrease in real estate prices or a substantial decrease, which I don't believe will happen. But if it does, there will be those opportunists who will come out. Uh, who have cash ready to be able to um, take advantage of those opportunities. And, you know, we're the, we're the company that they would more likely, or companies like Pacific Private Money is really where um, opportunists, entrepreneurs, contractors, real estate investors, private capital is really the only source. Uh, bank financing, unless you don't need the money. I mean, that's, you know, when you, when you own a business or you're an entrepreneur, unless you've got a really strong balance sheet and you have money in the bank or a, a stock portfolio, banks don't want to lend you money for, for uh, real estate acquisitions. I know it doesn't sound like it makes sense, but banks just really want to loan to homeowners buying homes they're going to live in. That's, that's the business they're in. And uh, how do people get hold of you if they're interested in uh, getting a loan because they couldn't get one from the bank? They can uh, just give us a call here at the office, which is uh, phone number is 415-883-2150. Or they can go to the website, which is www.pacificprivatemoney.com. Uh, I would say 
you can come to our office, but we're not going to let you through our doors right now. <laughs> You'll have to look in the window. So, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you through the glass. Um, but we're operating. So our team is, every person on our team is working, whether they're remote or here at the office, although I think some of uh, us will be winding down our time here so we can get through this, uh, this uh, shelter in place. Soon. I can't believe we got four more weeks of this stuff. That's yeah. just crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, and yeah. then you guys are, uh, well, before we talk about the webinar, which we'll do next uh, next week for potential investors, uh, you guys, you, where do you get your money from to fund these loans? We get them, you know, it's, uh, that's really interesting. We've been talking about this for the last, uh, uh, last few days. So we get it uh, from individual investors, a lot of people who uh, are looking for the returns, uh, like the ones that we provide through the Pacific Private Money Fund. So, you know, in the seven and a half-ish uh, range for fund investors, and then, uh, you know, slightly more if you're a trustee investor. Um, today, you know, we have 200 investors in our fund and over 500, I would say, trustee investors. Yeah. Um, we also get some of our money from institutional capital, uh, people, you know, essentially Wall Street money that uh, buys some of our loans. And uh, I'll tell you, this, this over the last month, I've been um, so, feel so fortunate that our capital has come from a diverse um, group of individual investors and institutional, because uh, we were talking about non-QM earlier, all of them were backed by uh, institutional, and uh, most of the institutions have pulled back completely, and that's pretty much wiped out their business. Mm -hmm. uh, we have all these trusted investors who, you know, are really what will keep private lending uh, going strong during this time. Gotcha. Hey guys, cutting to a, uh, another commercial break here. Uh, third, third trivia question: On the cover of the Let It Be album, which Beatle? had the least amount of facial hair. All right, call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer wins the uh, tanning certificate. Here's the uh, trivia, here's the trivia question again. On the cover of the Let It Be album, which beetle had the least amount of facial hair? All right, you are listening to The Best of Investing. We're talking, uh, all things coronavirus pretty much affecting real estate and also with the fund. And when we get uh, back, we'll explain a little bit more how the fund works if uh, you're interested in uh, investing. Stay with us. The Best of Investing will be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The Best of Investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing one more time. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hoff and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Our third trivia question was, on the cover of the Let It Be album, which beetle had the least amount of facial hair? I'm trying to think, uh, it, was it uh, Ringo? No, it was actually John Lennon. Because, and it's funny because, really? because if you go to the uh, the the Abbey Road one, it's Paul yeah. McCartney. He doesn't really have any. But John Lennon's just like looks like a wolf man. Uh, but uh, on the uh, Let It Be, uh, on the Let It Be album, John Lennon had the least amount. I guess he was. All right, Wolfman. We're gonna all look like Wolfman in about another month here. 
<laughs> yeah, because nobody's coming to the office. Oh, Edward, you're pretty clean shaven. There you go. Well, yeah, I know, I like that. Um, you got okay. buzzed right before you saw this coming, so you ran to the uh, barber and. No, <laughs> I, this is this is on natural. Uh, yeah. I just combed it for the first time in a week. No. Um, okay. Uh, an email comes in from the listener. It says, "What if a borrower changes his mind before closing a, of a transaction? Is there any penalty?" Well, unfortunately for us, uh, no, in most cases. So at Pacific Private Money, we're a California licensed lender and the state of California on loan, well, our primary loans are made to single family residential, but that's probably 75% of the loans we make are on what they call residential one through four unit properties and residential one through four, are, are governed differently than commercial properties when it comes to uh, lending, mortgage lending. And so the state of California frowns on taking deposits on loan applications involving residential one through four property. And that includes even rental properties or investment properties or fix and flip properties. You're really not supposed to collect advanced deposits other than uh, maybe collecting a fee for an appraisal or a credit report, which by the way, we don't do. So what that does, what that means is, is that, you know, we make a best efforts basis to provide funding for the, um, the loan applications we get. And we just had this happen last week where we went to docs on a, um, a loan application where the borrower signed our letter of intent for the terms and conditions of that loan. It was four pieces of property. It was actually a nice uh, set of loans. We went to loan docs, called the guy up to, to tell him that the documents were ready to sign, and he said, never mind, I've gone in a different direction, which oh. is funny how they all seem to use that term when they mean, I just screwed you guys over because I went with another lender, didn't tell you that I had applied for multiple lenders at the same time. So so really, for for companies like ours, if you're operating in accordance with California law, we're just, we're you know, we're really you know, we get paid only when a transaction closes. And so we, uh, we do from time to time uh, lose out on deals where we thought we were doing everything we had promised to do uh, and the borrower went in a different direction. So- um, And especially at something like that, where you have four pieces of property. I mean, that's a lot of work that you guys- It have. was a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah, our agent who had brought that to us was, was pretty upset. And, you know, I feel for guys like that because they put a lot of work into it, a lot of hours, and then you don't get paid for it. So. You know, and that's that's similar to real estate agents who put in a lot of work to sell a home, and and uh, they oftentimes they don't get paid. They may work for months on trying to sell a home, and then the homeowner changes his mind and goes with a different realtor. You know, and says I'm not going to renew my uh, my listing agreement with you because I'm going to go in a different direction. Yeah, or right <laughs> now, you know, a lot of listing agents may have paid out of pocket for the staging for for their oh, seller, and then all of a sudden the seller is saying, you know what? Uh, I'm pulling my home off the market now because of the uncertainty. So, yeah. you know, they, that yeah. oftentimes there's, that's, there's a carrying cost for, for real estate agents. Sure. Well, yeah, so the bottom line is if you're a borrower, um, you're really in a good position when you're dealing with legitimate private uh, lending companies in California because uh, you really are in control. They can't uh, force you to take a loan. They can't charge you fees for not taking a loan. And uh, it's it's really so you you know it's hard to get hoodwinked in in this industry. So uh, as a borrower, you you shouldn't ever hesitate uh, 
to call uh, and engage us in a conversation about uh, a possible transaction because there's just no way we can trick you into uh, paying us for, some, for a service that we haven't provided for you. And you really get to decide all the way to the end. You know, you can change your mind as you're sitting at the uh, signing table at escrow that, you know what, this just doesn't feel right. I'm, I'm not going to do this. And, and that's the risk we take is that uh, we have to, you know, we have, we have to, to, to decide that, uh, you know, this is a, a borrower with a legitimate transaction, and a legitimate need. And we're providing a service that uh, is going to put them in a better position. So how, um, how often does that happen to you where you get fallouts like that? I mean, it's, it's, it's probably fairly rare that it happens right at closing, but. Right. Yeah. It's the degree. It's like the, the right at closing is, is rare. It only happens, it happens a few times a year, but fallout happens a lot. I mean, fallout happens even, uh, you know, they call and they say, oh, that, you know, we, we have a conversation about a loan. We give them the terms. They say, hey, that's great. Send me an application. Uh, and then we never hear from them again. Or they send us the application and then they go dark. So there's, there's, there's yeah. you know, stages in the process where uh, they may go dark. We may collect the application, create the pre-disclosure documents, and send them to them to sign because we won't start the full loan doc set until they sign the pre-disclosures, even on investment property. And sometimes they'll uh, sign that, send it back, but then, that, then that's the end of it. So it's just um, they go dark on multiple stages. But I don't, I mean, what, what percentage would you think if you had to guess? I would say – one out of ten. One out of ten. Yeah, that's probably yeah. It's it's not huge. So, but uh, again, um, you know the the key to this is that the consumer is king here. The borrower is king. We can't trick you into paying fees or charges that you weren't expecting. Um, now that's not to say they're not illegitimate lenders out there because I could name names and I won't. Uh, but there are known private lenders out there that are just the scum of the earth and you just want to be careful and you want to deal with legitimate companies. Okay. Uh, and quickly before we go to another break here, uh, yeah. regarding the fund right now, what's the yield in the fund to the investor? Well, we're waiting for the March. Uh, you know, we haven't done March accounting yet. Uh, January was at an annualized rate in the mid eights. But the February distribution was in the low seven, so the March might pop up again. You know, it, it goes. It, it's hard to look at. You got you, know, you have to look at like a trailing 12-month uh, distribution. The trailing 12 months for the fund is in the high seven percent range, about 7.8 percent. So it's uh, it's a pretty good. Uh, it's well, it's a really good return uh, in terms of what California mortgage pool funds are offering on average, yep. which on average, it's more in the mid to high sixes. We're in the high sevens because of the types of loans we make. And the fact that we share our fee income, our origination fees with the fund, uh, members. And so the accounting, uh, gives it a better, a better yield. All right. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about that because we want to get into, uh, you know, are there any fees to get in fees to get out that sort of thing, holding period. Right. All right. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, actually, you know what? Um, we already asked our trivia questions. Um, yeah, we so, do got some time here still. Yeah, we got a little yeah. time. Can so, I, go next fund event. Yes, go uh, ahead. The next fund event is uh, April 16th yeah. online. Yeah, we canceled the March one that we were planning for Mountain View, but the next one will be April 16th, and you can register by calling us, obviously, at 415-883-2150 or going to www.pacificprivatemoney.com forward slash events. So you can find it there now on the events page and register.
Okay. So it'll be a web base. It'll be a lot of content. All right. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, fees to get in, fees to get out, how people can earn seven over seven and a half percent secured by those uh, mortgages. Don't touch Definitely. that dial. The best of investing. We'll be right back with some closing comments. You're listening to the best of investing with your host Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM twelve twenty KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. We already asked our trivia question, so I want to get into the fund for just a minute. Uh, so right now, it's paying somewhere in the 7 to 8% range. Uh, what, uh, are there any fees or loads to get into the fund? No. <laughs> okay, that's a very quick answer. No, all right. So no fee to get in, no fee to get out. Uh, is there yeah. any hold period? Like you have to hold your money in there for a period of time? Yeah. So there is a one-year hold. Um, that's actually uh, by regulation. We we up until 2017 we had a two-year hold, but nobody was redeeming. So um, and, and so we lowered it to a year, and still people uh, generally aren't redeeming. People, if anything, who, who would if they're uh, getting over seven and a half percent? Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, people usually start out, the minimum investment is 50000 and people typically start out when they invest at the minimum or lately, actually, if it's somebody who came to us through another investor, they're, they're starting out at 100 or more. Um, but over time, they typically add to their, uh, you know, investments, and any new capital that they add isn't subject to a new one-year hold. So, for instance, if you invested in, you know, January this year uh, for the first time, and then in June you decided to add to your investment, then the hold period for that uh, June edition would only be the remaining months, so it's six months in this case. Um, so, yeah, minimum one-year hold, $50,000 minimum investments, and investors do need to be accredited, which is accredited investors, uh, somebody who has a million-dollar net worth exclusive of their primary residence or they can qualify on income which is 200,000 uh, per year over the last two years or 300,000 as a household. Um, real quick I want to go back to the uh, fund event that we're having the webinar in April. You know we're, we're going to as we always do talk about the Pacific Private Money Fund and, and its performance you know why the fund exists why do people borrow from a private lender and uh, you know the, the beginning of this um, of our show this week, we talked a lot about the coronavirus, and you know, two weeks from now uh, is when we're going to have the event, and a lot's going to happen in the next two weeks. So yeah. we'll spend some time talking about you know the virus's impact on the economy and, and how it impacts our borrowers, investors, and, and real estate in general. So I think it'll be a really good um, event for people to to participate, listen, and uh, because it's on a online, you know, we welcome. Uh, interested parties from wherever. I would expect a lot of our existing investors going to be on that call yeah. because it's funny. I mean, I'm just, I just got an email in from someone whose email address I didn't recognize just as we we're sitting here. 
saying, hey, Mark, how come, you know, you should really reach out and, and write, you know, your, the state of the market to your, to your investors. And, and I just wrote back, uh, who is this? <laughs> you get a lot of wacky emails, and, but I, I can't tell you how much time I've spent the last couple of weeks doing exactly, exactly that, that. Yeah. writing and speaking yeah. individually and, and in groups and in, my, and in my investor newsletter that I just sent out last week uh, that uh, gave uh, kind of a, a a state of the moment, so to speak, because it does change uh, day by day and week by week. So, you know, we're very active in, uh, in listening, uh, engaging, uh, reaching out, uh, and keeping our investors apprised of what we think is going on. And uh, since we're in the mortgage investing, uh, you know, universe, um, why we believe that mortgage investing is still a good investment today. All right, and uh, one, one other exciting part uh, that we always forget to mention, but not always, we sometimes forget to mention, is that the fund qualifies for the QBID deduction, which means that uh, if you're qualified, 20% uh, of that income does not have to be reported. So that'll boost the yield uh, very handsomely, as we say. All right, guys, we're going to cut out for today. Here's our thoughts for the day. People who wonder whether the half glass is half full or half empty are missing the point. The glass is refillable, right? Mm. And uh, it takes less time to do things right than to explain why you did things wrong. I like that. Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on the Bay Area's Business Leader. AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast.